0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Oh, well,
1: I guess we'll have to do this podcast. Oh, my goodness, Claire.
2: How was your summer break? <laughs> I say knowing every single thing that happened <laughs> We to you.
1: spent way too much time together. We somehow spent more time together than we regularly do, and we live together slash work together.
2: I know. I even attempted to move out, but I lost confidence <laughs> when I got to the front door.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you don't like to leave the house anymore.
2: My shoes are on the wrong feet. I'm like, well, I can't. <laughs> I can't you go can't like You can't be this. going
1: out like that with shoes on the wrong feet. Oh, no. This is Suggestible Pod, a podcast where we suggest things to you. I'm Claire. I'm The James. other son of a bee is James yep. over there. I don't know why I said it like that. And we are going to start, as always, by recommending that James goes first. I accept your recommendation, Claire. I promise I
2: I swore that I'd read a book (laughs) over the summer.
1: Oh, God. He's like he's read one book in a year and he's decided that he's like some kind of champion. No, I'll have you know. On the couch, (laughs) you even said to me, books are pretty good. Books are pretty good.
2: I suddenly get the fuss. Because yeah. I used to read all the time, but it turns out that you can just put on the TV. You don't have to read anything. The pi- It's like pictures. All right. It's like pictures instead of words. All right. And, they, and, words, and, do they, and then they, the words... You read comics
1: a lot, though. I do
2: read a lot of comics. Correct. But anyway, I actually managed to read uh, like two-thirds of two different books, which I'm still working <laughs> you on. You
1: didn't actually no, read I a didn't.
2: book. But uh, the one that I'm going to recommend is Exhalation. Uh, it's by Ted Chang, who you might know. He... Wrote the uh, short story, Story of Your Life, which Arrival was based on, the movie ah, Arrival. Ah, yes.
1: Let me guess. This is somehow set in a post-apocalyptic future, no. AI-related, alien-related, no. something to do with the world coming to an end, bleak, dark, Some terrible. of it is
2: that, because it's a collection of short stories, which I, I bloody love. Uh, there's one that in particular, there is one called The Life Cycle of Software Objects, which is about raising an AI in a computer system or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the implication of it's that- It's like literally everything uh, you read ever. There's a one about like a me- mechanical beings from a different from a different planet who. Are, oh, you mean robots? No, they're diff- They're not. Well, they're sort of robots. I guess they are. A
1: mechanical beings. Yeah, is but a the robot. whole system is based on like gas. I am a mechanical being. No, I'm a robot. They're, it's the same. Don't- what if you woke up one morning and I told you that I was a robot? I don't know. I'd put my shoes
2: on the wrong feet. And I'd get to the door <laughs> and then I'd lose confidence and I'd go, "What am I going really? <laughs> Realistic? I think I'd we- make quite
1: a sexy robot. Hello. Good morning, I'm not James. One of those. There are, I know, what can I the do people for who you? love there's anything.
2: A, there's a whole sexy robot subculture <laughs> thing. It's really not. <laughs> I watched a documentary jam. about that. Yeah, do you remember
1: that years yeah. ago? It was like guys having girl sex robots. Yeah. It's a whole Very industry. Good. Look, man, yeah. I'm not
2: against it because really, who are you hurting? Like, whatever. Like, fill your boots.
1: Potentially the sex Well, robot. that's the thing, though.
2: Like, if the robot becomes more. Boots.
1: It's a m- expression. With
2: what? Seaman Clare. <laughs> <laughs> For
1: no, a, from a while looking at your sex robot. No, it's an expression.
2: You don't know the expression. Fill your boots. <laughs> no. It's basically like do w- whatever you want. Because but who's uh,
1: filling their boots with it's, anything? It's an expression other than their feet.
2: Yeah, that's what it's saying. Fill your boots with your feet. Do what you want.
1: What?
2: That's, what? It's something. It this don't is know. like
1: that same expression that you used. Don't. I wouldn't kick her out of bed for farting.
2: Which is a real expression too. <laughs> well, it
1: absolutely absolutely it is. We had a massive argument about it. It turns out it is. Anyway, this is off topic. We, diver- oh, is we digress.
2: But I should point out that the off topicness of that had nothing to do with <laughs> you me. You never
1: kicked me out of bed for farting.
2: Uh, i trying to think if I have. I'm sure it's uh, the opposite is definitely. I have. <laughs> I
1: get mad at you. Yours is so bad I get mad. <laughs> I cried one time that was so bad. <laughs> you're loving so much. I get so cross and they're silent. So you'll do it, then you'll leave the room and then I have to just sit in your stench. And it's always when I've got really comfortable and I'm reading a good book.
2: Okay, look. If you want to put your shoes on and leave, Claire, if you wanna fill your boots <laughs> and walk out the door, you're more than welcome to. My favorite story though so far and it is the first one. It's called The Merchant and the Alchemist's Gate. And it's basically a guy who comes across a market, this man who's essentially got a it's a time travel machine. It's not but it's it's done with like Alchemy, as opposed to like, um, you know, alchemy is like a science that's not really yeah, real. Yeah. I've read you know, The
1: Alchemist. I love yeah. that book.
2: I, yeah, I tried to get through it, but it's basically like, "What's your purpose?" And fucking blah blah blah.
1: Yeah, I, didn't, I really enjoyed didn't
2: want to it. it. I didn't finish that one either. But <laughs> it, uh, it, it proposes like that you can go, you can go back in time to when the gate was like the earliest, uh, like you know, like sometimes twenty years in the past, so you can visit yourself in the past and like assist yourself. And in this universe. Everything that happens is predetermined. So if you go into the future and you want to see how successful you are and you're not successful, you can't change that. So it's a double-edged blade. Like you could go and you're successful and then you can your future self can help your past self to get to that position. But if you go to the future and you're not successful, you can't change that you're successful. Does that make sense? Ooh, yeah. So it's about uh, kind of cause and effect and – you Know and purpose, and like it, it, is there really like a set destiny for every single person person, or whatever? Anyway, I really or like purpose. that story. Or purpose, yeah,
1: <laughs> it sounds a lot like About Time, one of my favorite movies. But that one,
2: they could change it, they could change, Oh, they could events. go back again. Yeah, though I think the rules of About Time are not that that movie's really about that, but the rules are you, there's no real butterfly effect, you're not really damaging,
1: yes, there is that much, yeah. If he goes back in time and changes things and then his sister ends up like –
2: Yes, but there's no – like you can't change major world events. Oh, okay. Well,
1: no, they don't address that. It's more about – he meets yeah, the love Yeah, the of time travel rules don't make stuff. sense
2: in that, but it doesn't matter. It's not, it doesn't matter at all in that movie. It's about the
1: romance.
2: Well, it's not even about that. I think it's about like family relationships, I think, I feel. Like that's the strength of that movie.
1: And just the, the magic in the ordinary day. And the magic in the ordinary
2: day. And read a book. Read a Charles Dickens book or whatever. <laughs>
1: anyway, what was that
2: book called uh, that you It's suggested? called Exhalation, colon stories. Colon stories. Brackets. Colon
1: stories. Colon stories. About your colon. As
2: in Colon. As in
1: Oh, C O L O N.
2: Is it aren't they both spell are they both spelled that way? Who knows? I'm not good at spelling and this I never have been. And now that I'm not a, a teacher, I don't have to be anymore either.
1: All right. Anyway, what are you All right. up to Hello? Okay, well, talking about someone who doesn't like reading that much anymore. You do. But I have read a book called Educated by Tara Westover, and it is brilliant. Obama put it on his top reading list for 2018. Bill Gates also recommended this book. It is excellent. It's really a memoir. Tara is 33, so she was born in 1996. She was raised in rural Idaho. What's fascinating about this is that she was raised by parents who were radical survivalist Mormons who believed that they were preparing for the end of days. And her dad was kind of this sort of epic, sort of radical visionary, um, hardcore religious, seemingly possibly bipolar. She right. mentions that in the memoir. And he worked in a junkyard kind of scrapping metal as well as like building sheds and things. But he didn't believe in the medical profession. And he's kind of bipolar as her Childhood progresses, gets more and more extreme. Mm. So she doesn't ever go to school. He doesn't let her go to school. Technically she's homeschooled but that doesn't really happen. She didn't have a birth certificate until yeah. she was nine.
2: And all these things would obviously be normal because what else do you know? Well, well yeah. yeah. She, and,
1: yeah, so she's really isolated from the outside. world. Well, they live mm. at the, kind of the, the foothills of this mountain. And so her mother is a herbalist um and she kind of treats any of their injuries um with her herbal concoctions and she's also an unregistered midwife so right. she like uh, there are other families in the area who also homeschool and are Mormon so it's a very kind of heavily doctrinated Christian community. Sounds good. Anyway, what's really fascinating about it is that she ends up somehow going and studying the ACT exam, I think because she's extremely bright. Mm. She ends up managing to get into Brigham University having never completed her high school certificate and never going to school or even primary school. And so she enters university only ever understanding or knowing what she's taught herself really and what she's been inspired to learn through her older sibling. She has quite a a large family. Right. She's also an an incredible musician too and a singer. And what's really interesting about that is she gets to university and she makes a lot of terrible errors, one of which is in her history class they're dissecting a painting that's kind of representing the Holocaust and she just puts up her hand and asks what's the Holocaust. Whoa. Yeah, and she's 18. And they think everybody, like they all think she's making fun of the painting basically yeah. and thinks that thinks she's being incredibly insensitive and yeah. racist. So then she goes as an 18-year-old woman to study what the Holocaust is. Yeah. That's the kind of level of thinking. So she really had no understanding of the world outside her really small rural out of her community and the Mormon kind of doctrine. But anyway, from there she basically teaches herself And eventually gets into Cambridge University and she now has a PhD from Cambridge. Holy hell. um, On a scholarship. Yeah. Which is, it's just extraordinary. How much
2: do you think is a a person doing these things is like intelligence and inbuilt drive and how much is like You know what I mean? Because I feel like... For a lot of people, like, if that happened to me, if I grew up in, like, a weird community, I'd probably just still be there, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I'd just be like, I guess this is everything, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, look, I don't know. I mean, I think she suffered a lot of abuse, physical and emotional abuse from her older brother, and that's really traumatic as she grows into womanhood. And does that Um,
2: cause her to kind of find outlets and...
1: Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, it does. Outside of herself, I mean, I think the the position she was in, her family became untenable because she was so bright. Mm. Um, she was being stifled and squashed, and as she became a woman, it became even more apparent. There was a lot of stuff around slut shaming, basically, yeah, right. and you know, women being impure and all this kind of stuff. And women had to cover up, and if they were showing any kind of neckline or any kind of makeup or anything, then they were whores and you know, this kind of really entrenched misogyny within the family unit. Yeah. So I think that, I think she almost just reached a point where she had to break free. Um, the other crazy part of it was that they didn't believe in medicine, Western medicine in hospitals. Her dad had this deep suspicion of the government, um, and but they would suffer, her family suffered these horrific injuries. Like the whole family was in a horrific car accident. Her mother had an acquired brain injury, yeah. but he refused to take her to the hospital, and so she recovered over months, but just never was herself again. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. You know, her siblings were horribly disfigured by the scrap metal in the yard because her dad would have these kind of manic episodes where he would just throw scrap metal everywhere, and she was severely injured too. Like her siblings lost lost limbs, lost fingers at one point there's a giant explosion and her dad is basically melted in an inferno half his face melts off he manages to crawl through fields he was up in the mountain your face he's like losing your it's mind a real guys to a real story yeah. yeah he crawls back to the family home and even though his face has melted off his hands have melted off he refused to go and see a doctor. And so her mother treats him and all of the women in the community come over for months and treat his burns. And burns are kind of the son of the most painful yeah. injuries you could ever sustain. And he refuses. His ears melted. Like he refused to go and see get any kind of pain relief other than what the herbalist mother had created. Yeah, but he survived somehow. He almost oh, always does. the
2: worst people always do. Yeah,
1: right. But now he's horribly disfigured. He's but still alive. Yeah, but so, he's so he's horribly disfigured. His hands are like completely mangled because all of the tendons kind of cur- the photos of this guy him. not online, not that I've seen. Mm. But he because she uses pseudonyms in the yeah. memoir because she's now estranged from her family.
2: Yeah, probably because of. Yeah, you know he's a horrible monster.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy though. But they, her family, as she becomes educated, they become more and more radical. Because originally her mother was really she grew up in a like a ostensibly fairly moderate, normal household. Yeah. But after this brain injury, she became more and more kind of obsessed with that whole world of Mormonism and the government's against us and it's the apocalypse. He was preparing for the end of days, and she has this story of him. Sitting in front of the TV, she hid, put, like you know, stockpiled all this oil and petrol and guns and food and everything for the for Y two K. Petrol doesn't keep. Oh, you know what I yeah, mean. I know.
2: No, no, but I just think that's really funny. Yeah. this guy's got a whole lot of expired <laughs> petrol.
1: Anyway, it was explosives, all kinds of stuff. He stockpiled for the end of days, and then she just remembers him sitting in front of the TV as it clocked over midnight and nothing happened. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And he just got more and more enraged from then, I think. Of course. That was obvious because he had. Because nobody wants to be, I think, and this isn't true
2: of everybody, but yeah. you don't want to really think of the world kind of going on after you've gone, you know? I guess so. I think some people, like, you know, they can't accept that. You will die, and then the world will keep going. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but that's not what he was about. He was talking about. No, he seems the world. like he's okay. mad
2: because the world didn't end.
1: Yeah, and he wasn't proved right. Yeah. I guess his mm. theories weren't proved right. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't know. I mean, obviously, from the sounds of it, um, he suffers from bipolar, and and um, part of bipolar are grandiose visions. Yeah. Basically, but he's also got a lot of entrenched ideas that are pretty horrible. Yeah. What she does discuss, though, and what is really clear in the it's book. Tara Westover mm. was that there is also so much love in her family. And that's what she finds struggles with throughout the book. She's 33. Yeah, yeah, she's really young. That her parents and her siblings, as much as they were difficult and there was a lot of abuse that happened, there was so much love within her family too. And she never doubted that they weren't, they didn't think they were doing the best for her. Yeah. Um, you know, like she'd never taken Panadol or ibuprofen um, until she went to university. And just couldn't believe it when she had a toothache and took Panadol and it went away. Yeah, right. You know, that kind of stuff. Anyway, it's just really, it's it's an amazing book and I highly recommend it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Mm. That does sound really good.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort.
2: Uh, you, I, I took uh, our son to a movie this week. I was going to take him to see Dr. Doolittle because I was like, oh, I guess, well, you know, when he wants to see a movie, I guess I'm going to watch the movie where they pull a set of bagpipes out of a dragon's ass.
1: <laughs> Why? You can't take that, him to that. Just how that movie
2: culminates. Actually. <laughs> Dear we, God. Me and Mason recently talked about this on uh, my more popular show, The Weekly Planet. But oh basically. Oh, God. All right. they re, Stop salt in the re, wound. They or Go fill your boots. Stop sticking <laughs> your, your bagpipes in a dragon's ass, is the expression <laughs> is. But. Basically, they reshot the end of this movie to include the dragon bit to kind of fix to fix it to make it more appealing. It's a 175 million dollar movie. They reckon it's going to lose like 100 million dollars. Anyway, oh my God. I was like, when I was looking up times, I was very pleased to see that uh, Ardman Animations, who are behind Wallace and Gromit and Shaun the Sheep and some other stop motion and sometimes not stop motion stuff, uh, they've got a new movie. Um, I think it's been out for a very long time. It's called Shaun the Sheep Farmageddon. And if anyone knows Shaun, the <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, pretty much it. Pretty much, he's he's a he's like a mischievous sh- sheep, and the, you know he's got a, he's always trying oh. to trip the farm dog. But this is about him protecting like an, an alien uh, that lands on his property, and it's just like it's just a cute fun movie. <laughs> it's not the thing I really wanted to talk about. I just wanted to mention yeah, that briefly. Yeah, son
1: was so, like, quite telling me, st- he sort of just launches mid-sentence into stories about things yeah. that I don't understand, but this was particularly confusing when yeah. he's like, oh, the alien and then the sheep, robot. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. a robot. robot, sheep, alien, and there's, some,
2: <laughs> and there's some, like, adult jokes in there and references, which is, oh, which is good. There's,
1: always good when you're seeing yeah, a kid film. Which
2: is, and there's just some funny little moments. And t- I've always just admired the work that those guys do and the, like, the dedication to That style of animation, I just think it's really impressive. Yeah, amazing. There's Um, like a simplicity to it, but it's also incredibly complicated at the same time. Um, Yeah, yeah. I I remember
1: doing simple ones at
2: school. Yeah, same. You can see like the thumbprints on some of them sometimes from the people you know moving them around. You know, so you can see the human thumbprints because you know how it is. You you take a like a quarter of a second of footage, you move it a millimeter. Take another quarter of a second, and then you do that forever. You know, uh-huh. until you. So it takes months, years, and teams, and a score of people to do this. And it's just, I just really think that's really cool. But what what I want to talk about? Sorry, I'm I'm gonna sneak another one. In oh, you, Claire, you're doing if you don't a mind. me. I am doing. I'm doing a you. you. You're going
1: outside uh, the rules. This
2: actually isn't out here, but luckily I had someone in the US send me a screener, so I really appreciated that person, who I'm not going to name. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Uncut Gems is an Adam Sandler uh, movie. It's a it's a drama. High stakes kind of situation where he's a jeweler and he's a hustler and he's got huge gambling debts and it follows basically a day in the life of this New York jeweller around New York as his kind of family's falling apart and he's got this new girlfriend and he's involved with all these underworld figures and he's just trying to stay like one step ahead of the debt collector the multiple debt collectors that are after him, some of them from family uh while also chasing down. Like people that owe him money, so he can kind of make the next bet to win the next thing, and it's got uh, Kevin Garnett is in it. who's a basketball player, and he's actually really good. Like, is a NBA, it was an NBA player. It's set in 2012, uh, and he he bets money on on that. The basketball player is actually in the movie, and then you see the games and how that kind of affects the real games that kind of happened and how that affects his life. And it's just an incredible movie. Like, it's really stressful, and he's really great. Like, he's terrific. And he said. Um, if I don't get like an Oscar nomination from this, I'm gonna make the, the movie so bad on purpose. Like the worst movie I've ever made on purpose. Uh, <laughs> and he ended up not getting a nomination, so I hope he does he does end up doing that. But um Uncut Gems is is terrific. Wow. So yeah. is
1: it not so Adam Sandler's not playing a comedic role? No. Or? I mean
2: he's funny, but he's not
1: But it's, no, it's not, a not comedy and not at all. it's not, not
2: goofy no, or? no, it is funny, like there's some funny stuff in it, but it's mostly like I don't even know. It's like it's like Red Bull, the movie. And and like anxiety. Like that's what it is. Oh um, wow. Yeah. But it's terrific. I it's really, really good. I okay. really enjoyed
1: it. Yeah. I will check that out. Mm. I'd be curious to see. I reckon yeah. i really like that. That's and like I can't emphasize enough that like
2: how good he is in that movie. And I even though I hate his movies for the most part. <laughs> like I admire him for what he's done and like his work ethic and the way he looks after his friends and his family. And he makes the things that he wants to make and things that people also enjoy. So, you know. Whatever. Good idea, Matty. Yeah.
1: At least had some hits and misses though. Oh, he's
2: said, yeah, definitely. You
1: know what? I love the wedding singer. Yeah, I like with the Drew Barrymore. Singer, yeah. I think that's a really yeah, great I film, and he's really good in it. Yeah, I like. Yeah,
2: like Fifty First Dates. I don't mind Happy Gilmore, but yeah, there's also some some
1: really terrible Arthur ones. Trash. Too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think that's what I struggle with because he made some really terrible. Jack movies. and Jill.
2: You remember that one where he played yeah. his twin sister?
1: What's the one with um. Rachel from Friends, Jennifer. Um, oh, where? Oh, yeah. What's her name? Oh, oh another yeah, one. I know. Uh, the... My brain. Oh. Jennifer Aniston, you're Jennifer talking Anderson, about. Jennifer Aniston, yeah, my brain's gone. It's too late. We shouldn't record at night time. Well, good thing I've my had a bloody gone. Coke, no sugar. I know. I had a frosty. Just fruit. go with it, it's cool. delicious. It's a nice pole. Good, just go, go okay. with it. Okay, anyway. Yeah, that film where she plays his love interest, and I don't know. Or I something. Like it. Can I move on? Can we talk about my thing? No. Mm. All, All right. right. Okay, cool. I want to talk about cookies. Yes, I have done a fair amount of cooking. I've got back into cookies. Why are you laughing? Because like
2: I wasn't <laughs> going to champion you on that one, so you championed yourself, but I admire that. <laughs> you're like cookies. He looked at me, and I'm like
1: yeah, and you're like me- yes. That's your, like, your go-to reaction to everything. Okay, so this week I opened up my book, Midnight Chicken, that I've talked about before, which is a brilliant recipe book. Get over that novel. book, Claire. It's beautiful. It's just hopeful. Ella Riz- Put it Riz-Britza in a backpack and jump in a lake. It. No, go fill your boots with semen or whatever it is that you wanted to that do. That I want to do. <laughs> While well, looking at a sex robot. <laughs> I'm making chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Where does this show devolves? First episode of the year of the decade, and this is where we've well, landed. Well, technically, the decade Good starts Lord. in twenty twenty one. I'm that guy. Yeah. anywho, <laughs> and put some chocolate chip cookies in there. So, Midnight Chicken, I've talked about it before. Brilliant recipe book. It's hopeful. It's just a beautiful read as well. It just it's about how food kind of brought Ella back to life, really. And she has a brilliant recipe for choc-chip cookies in there. Mm. And I
2: made them. What did you think? They were incredible. And there was a salt. You put in some sea salt and uh-huh. I had them fresh and it was amazing. Yeah, and then yeah. I ate too many of them. Oh,
1: they're so good. I'll um, put the recipe on our Instagram. No, no, you don't have suggestible to. Suggestible No, you
2: don't have to worry. Don't worry about it. Oh, you what? You're it.
1: the bloody worst. Anyway. No, don't,
2: honestly, don't worry about it. But also
1: what's genius about it it's is It's not that a problem. It won't be
2: there. Shut up. people – if people look for it, it won't be. That. I'll make sure of it.
1: Another little yes. <laughs> anyway, the secret is you only cook them for ten minutes. Because if you cook them for longer, they start to go hard, and you want them to kind of gooey if and delicious. You
2: write a secret in a book.
1: Is it a secret? <laughs> no. Wouldn't you say
2: the trick is? Would that be the appropriate? Just expression. stop
1: being critical. I'm not being
2: critical. I'm asking genuine okay. questions. I'm trying to help. You
1: know help. what? I'm going to tell everybody the secret early that we're going to wait till later, but I'm going to tell them now and then you'll feel bad for making fun of a pregnant woman because I'm pregnant. Oh, my God. This is how you tell me? <laughs> That's why my brain has been gone for ages and I get really silly and I've been eating a lot of cake.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, for
2: those who are, who don't know, which is probably most of the people who listen <laughs> probably, to don't so we have some friends and family that do listen, uh, which is Quite wow, nice. More people than this. Actually, we have more friends and family <laughs> listen to this than listen to my more successful yeah. podcast.
1: Hmm. I wonder why that is. because yeah, it's, it's a better show. No, not really. It's because it's only half an hour. That <laughs> might be it. <laughs>
2: might yeah, be. but uh, we've got another kid on the way.
1: Another Sunday's entering That's the right. Sunday. We're How not going to say boy
2: or girl, are we? We're not going to. What we do we think at this point? No, what we? We, why don't we? wait? Don't we we'll wait. wait. That, we'll uh, wait. That being said, like <laughs> if this was somebody else, was like, guess what? I'm pregnant on the podcast. I'd be like, who gives a shit? So yeah. like. Like this is really totally. bold of us to be like, hey everybody, <laughs> care about this thing that only <laughs> that only re- really affects us and oh, nobody really, else. Yeah, correct, uh, exactly.
1: I'm fairly far along too, so yes, yeah, and we haven't told people for a while because no, uh, but we so I kept a, it a secret. I've been feeling nauseous as all hell. Yeah, and couldn't
2: you've been tell doing anybody. Really, really well because you've had months and months of nausea uh. and aches and pains and tiredness and like. Stretching muscles.
1: Yes, because uh, I haven't. I'm bloody like yeah. alien Sigourney Weaver style with an alien yeah. thing and something that's pushing. I my ribs.
2: don't know why this happens to people. It seems wrong.
1: I just feel like it's not a particularly efficient way of, uh, you know, continuing the, the human. An efficient population. way would
2: be somebody pulls up to their, your house in a really fast car and they hold <laughs> and they hand you like an adult person and they're like, "This is your son," <laughs> and you're like, "Brilliant."
1: Well, and they're exactly like you. No, they're a
2: bit younger, but uh, they're like no stuff already. They're like, you want to play basketball, and you're like, let's play some I basketball. I just think, do you
1: know, like most creatures in the animal kingdom, say a horse, for instance, gives birth to a, to a baby horse. A horse gives birth get... to a horse. Oh my god, is that true? I'm nothing just gonna check. But, Let me just Google that. Nothing that but the best scientific information on this show. This is where you go for your science. No, but the horse just gets up immediately, basically, after it gets out of the weird sticky goo and walks over and just starts eating. Yeah. Or maybe drinking some milk.
2: It's to do with brain development. Because if humans I believe it is, if human babies were born like with the knowledge to like walk and, you know, kind of function a little little bit. Their head they would be so big that they'd kill you. So that's (laughs) why they're born. And they can't do literally anything. And it already
1: feels like that yeah. as it is. Yeah,
2: exactly. Correct. They're like, so Dear God. It, they can only kind of start to be useful to themselves, not others, mind you, and maybe <laughs> two. And then maybe when they're six, they can help you at some point, <laughs> I assume. A,
1: aw,
0: Let me
2: know when that happens. But um, so that
1: kid is pretty good. Yeah.
2: So that's why a giraffe could the same with giraffes. They can, like, walk yeah. around and whatever. And even, like, koalas and shit. They're, like, grip.
1: Yeah. They can hold on. I know. I told you, didn't I, that wombats, which are very gorgeous, and they used to be giant wombats in Australia, actually, but wombats have a backwards pouch. Yes. So the baby wombat pokes its head out and it's literally underneath the wombat's anus. <laughs> just looking around. That's
2: so when it digs, it doesn't like flick yeah, dirt get yeah, flick yeah. dirt into the pouch. Into its anus, yeah, yeah.
1: So instead, it's like right underneath the poop hole. Instead of looking forwards, I can't decide if it's better or worse. Maybe I think I'd prefer to just get dust in my pouch. You think? Anyway, I'm not a wombat. i think yeah, You being. definitely know so better I than billions
2: have... <laughs> of years of evolution. You're I guess right.
1: So. How crazy is that? Though? There used to be like giant wombats that were the size of cars. It was giant everything.
2: I don't care. Give me, a, give me a cricket bat. I'll kill one. I don't mind.
1: <laughs> no, also, it's a baseball bat womba- that you happen that's to true. own.
2: Wombats are like, I don't know if people know this, wombats are pretty big. They're like yeah. over a meter long. They're not like, I used to think they were like,
1: Tiny and cute. As
2: big as like a like a, I don't know, what's how big is that? <laughs> like
1: kind of like a cat. Yeah, like a Maybe cat size, size, but they're not. Cat. They're
2: enormous. Yeah, they
1: are. And they'll kill you. Yeah,
2: and if you hit one in your <laughs> I car. I they'll
1: kill you. They but might. But, but if, they're solid. If,
2: they, if you hit one with your car, it will fuck up your car. Like you, you'd probably kill it, but it would it, will it destroy would do some your car. serious yeah. damage.
1: There was a really beautiful story because we've been obviously going through, as most people have heard, some really extreme bushfires. I mean, we're fine when we are. Down oh, it's south, big news but, here, but it's been really full on. Anyway, there was this beautiful story about how wombat holes are being used by other creatures like echidnas and rabbits and things yeah. to um, shelter from the fires.
2: I also heard the wombats were doing that to
1: lure in other animals and eat them are any other animals? No, they do in the extreme They do conditions. have square green poo. That's true. I told my son that, and he loved it. He did. They're that's square, like rabbits and kangaroos are round, but wombats are square. Yeah, they're a weird one. They are. We have some weird ass animals. Anyway, back to what that's we were true. saying. That's not true. They weren't really killing. Yes, killing I animals am <laughs> pregnant. Pregnant. Yeah. So next week, so uh,
2: if you want to come back for this, and believe me, you might not want to. Pregnant, uh, we're going we're we're to recommend. A bunch of stuff that we've that it helped us through uh, raising kids and yeah,
1: we're going to do uh, an episode entitled and "Childbirth and Whatever Parenthood: What Not to Do."
2: What not to do? Yeah, <laughs> how to get it right the second time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, our poor son! If you ever listens to this, we love you, mate. Yeah, so that'll be next week's and, episode. But also, if people have
2: suggestions. For stuff. To
1: watch, read, and listen to. And stuff that just helped you prepare or wish, or stuff maybe even that you wish you'd known when you were impending into parenthood. Because we're actually a lot of our listeners and people in the Planet Broadcasting community in general are becoming new parents or have just become parents. Or have parents. Or have parents parents of their own. Even like, for example, our wonderful friend Charlie Clawson from TOFA has had a baby. Well, his uh, wife Gemma has had a baby fairly recently. Yeah, so we'd love to hear from you at Suggestible Pod on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook and all in the Planet and Great Masters group. You or, can also put your suggestions
2: over there. That's right, terrifico,
1: terrifico, is that the show, terrifico. Yeah, that's
2: it. Great. Well, I've got a review here which people can do. They can do it in app. We've had so many lovely reviews over the break, and really appreciate that. This one from Roger Moon. He says, "This is a review of a thing." He says, "I started listening to Suggestible because of James, but stayed because of uh, Craig." brackets greg
1: <laughs> 10 out of <laughs> 10 would
2: recommend so Jeez, it can be as simple mate. simple as that it's as easy as that um it's really great it really helps out the show and uh the number like not that it really matters necessarily but like we really appreciate that we see people coming back every week oh it
1: makes yeah. so much difference to mm. yes. yeah. it's pretty fun uh-oh i left my phone in the other room and it's got my thing in it hold on your what in it my baby your baby? I don't want baby. I'm coming back. Hold
2: on. All right. Well, I'm not going to be here when you get back. Actually, I have to be here. There's only, there's only one door. I can't actually leave. I'm just... leave I always leave the house. house. I left the house before.
1: I always get shocked because you never leave the house. And when you say you have plans, I always think, why? Where are you off to? To see your mother, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing wrong with man seeing his mother, Claire. I'll have you know. I know. Your mum's great, of course. Mm. Hold on. Nothing but professionalism here. Sorry, colleagues. Man, I'm sorry, mate. That guy, he's an absolute. For those legend. those who don't know,
2: Collings edits this podcast.
1: He does, and he's a bloody legend, and he's long suffering. All right, it's worked really as well. Is. I'm so sorry. This pregnancy thing is a full on time. Yeah,
2: well, just wait till Claire just keeps using this as an excuse for the next six <laughs> years. Be like, I'm pregnant. Don't even six
1: years. Yeah,
2: you're still riding Do half the first got... one. If I'm honest.
1: <laughs> hey, when you push a living human being out out of your bits, come talk to me. I will. All right, surely one day they're going to invent a better way to create humans Yeah, I told you
2: people drive up in a fast car and they hand you an adult.
1: (laughs) All right. Okay, Taylor Fleming, this guy, if you would like to suggest us stuff, we would love to suggest you stuff. And Taylor Fleming on Twitter has recommended to me. He said, hey, Mrs. Sunday Movies, get out of here, James, in capitals, and I respect that. I strongly suggest Cheer on Netflix. Oh, a lot of people have mentioned this to me. A fantastic Doco series about a small Texas cheerleading team. The Cheer Last Chance You creator said these are the toughest athletes he's ever worked with. It's brutal and gorgeous. I've heard this is good, yeah. Yeah, I've heard really great things too. I'm really excited to get into that. Mm, Thank you very much, Taylor.
2: We appreciate it, Taylor.
1: We appreciate you.
2: Anyways, we'll be back next week with whatever that thing is we said we'd do. Uh, Feel free to send us multiple congratulations on social media. It validates (laughs) our poor choices. So, really, that would be
1: just great. What do you mean? I'm not a poor choice. Not
2: you, Claire. You're not a poor choice. I'm saying us having children and doing this podcast <laughs> and making people listen to it is a poor choice.
1: Right. You just don't like anything.
2: No. But you know what? Anything should be better and maybe I would like it.
1: <laughs> what? Tell me one thing that you you do like.
2: I do like.
1: Yeah. What do you actually like? Oh,
2: <laughs> this should be easier. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I could name many things. You know what I Sunshine, like doing? the sky, Chuck chip. You know, one thing I
2: like, aspect of my job that I really I like making good YouTube thumbnails. Like when I nail it, I really <laughs> like it.
1: <laughs> Is that why you're always showing me them? And you're always like, what do you think four, of this one? Four, four, look at this one, four. Well, I
2: put, think, I put something on my Patreon recently of all the different ones that I go through when I try to, make, no one cares about this, when I try to make a video and it's like you go through like dozens just to try and get something that you sort of end up liking. And uh, yeah, it, and when you nail it, like you kind of know and you're like, I've absolutely nailed that. And I recently did one for The Mummy, for the movie The Mummy. And I'm yeah. like, that's, uh, that's nailed it. <laughs> and it was to the suggestion of people uh, in the Patreon. But anyway, I am trying to bring so it up. So
1: that's something you like.
2: Yeah. I mean, you told me to name one thing. I named <laughs> I one thing.
1: I thought you were going to say something like, my beautiful wife, no, my lovely I'm son. That. I'm not that guy. My dog. The sun. Oh, I love
2: my dog. <laughs> Look at all these guys. That's just some yeah, of them. I know.
1: When what we, f- when you first started creating stuff, and we used to just like sit on our couch in our tiny flat, you would just that was like my whole life was you turning your laptop around showing me. Oh, it's so Chris I know. Brendan <laughs> <and> Fraser. <laughs>
2: he's one of the best.
1: <laughs> you love that guy. Yeah, no he's one. Good. You love it because you also love Brendan Fraser. Of course I do. He got weirdly wide faced. He was really hot in George of the Jungle. Yeah, well, he had
2: some personal problems, and he, oh, uh, he he got sorry mate. He talks about it like how like a producer like groped him and stuff, and oh. had a divorce, and his body was like broken from like doing action films and that. Yeah, he's had a bit of a tough run. Of oh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Fraser.
1: I'm sorry, mate.
2: Mm. He was it's not really... Fraser Claire. What it's is Fraser. it? Fraser. No, it's Fraser. Fraser. It's Fraser. Fraser. I'm like Malcolm sorry, Fraser. Sorry, I can't even
1: get your name right. Jeez. Well, he was really good in that Scrubs episode.
2: He's good and all, though. I think he's in a few, yeah. Anyway, we got to go. we
1: really got to go. We're out of time. We're out of time.
2: If this show gets any longer, I'm going to stop doing it because I don't like it. All right, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you.